This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. We do have some very interesting stories to get it stuck into today. And to help me do that, I've got one of our regulars on this podcast, Matt Addison. Matt, good morning, mate. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. It was a lovely day yesterday, wasn't it, on, on Merseyside and it looks across the whole of the UK too. And it, it did feel a little bit, didn't it, that we were, were making those first baby steps back to having Liverpool back on the field and the Premier League back, given the fact that it was the first time in, in two months that the, the squad had been together at Melwood. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, great to see some of those photographs coming out from Melwood and you know, obviously all the, the smiles on the players' faces and that sort of thing. And it was a really warm day actually across Liverpool yesterday so uh, it, it sort of felt like the next step didn't it towards uh, Premier League football coming back which is, is what we all want it certainly is and probably the person who had the biggest smile of the lot he usually does anyway to be fair was Jurgen Klopp uh, and after the first day back he, he spoke to the club's official website all about what had gone on and what's about to happen in these in coming weeks it was a really interesting read it's been widely picked up by many publications, including on the Echo's website. But for anyone who's not had a chance to to scan the words yet, what's uh, Jürgen been saying, Matt? It's a really interesting piece. Obviously, he's incredibly happy, as you could see from the photographs, to be back. I think all the players are as well. And yeah, as I say, it just felt like a, a big step forward. And it sort of goes into a few different details of, of what the, the club has been doing to, to make sure that the players are safe whilst they're training and that sort of thing. And you know, he, he says, actually, it was like being back at school. Obviously, it's been a bit of a summer holiday, if you like, uh, for the, the last few weeks or so. And Yeah, that was the, the big thing that, that I took from it, really, was just how happy and how pleased they all were to be back. So, uh, yeah, plenty of, of good photographs to come out from yesterday, and I'm sure there'll be uh, a few more over the next few days. But, uh, yeah, Jürgen was sort of outlining how they've got a one-way system in place to make sure that you know players are kept apart from one another. I think there was a, a video of, of Mo Salah yesterday. He, he sort of forgot momentarily that, that Jurgen Klopp had to be two metres apart <laughs> from him. And he just arced his run to make sure that you know he, he didn't go too close and that sort of thing. So, you know, there's a lot of things that the players are going to have to get used to over you know the next few weeks. But, uh, yeah, Klopp sort of outlining how the next few weeks are going to be Effectively, a pre-season for, for his team. Uh, it's going to be interesting when the summer comes how much of a, an actual pre-season before next season starts they are going to get. But yeah, they're, they're going to treat this as pre-season. They're going to really you know, train these players hard over the next few weeks because we expect that you know, it, it's probably going to be more than three weeks before the Premier League comes back, but, but probably not more than, than four or five. So they have to be ready and you know, they're, they're going to have to be creative as well. Klopp says, you know, obviously social distancing and, and that sort of thing is, is in place at this moment in time. So that makes it slightly more difficult when you try and plan training sessions. But, but him and, and his staff have, have shown to be very creative in the past and I'm sure they will get through this. I'm sure they will. 
Let's move on to what I'm not sure I would call a negative story, but it's certainly one that highlights the issues all clubs, even as big and well-run as Liverpool, will face in this uh, coronavirus world. It's written by James Pearce, the Echo's former Liverpool FC correspondent who now works for The Athletic. It's actually been a little, it's been around, I should say, a little longer than overnight, but it just seems to be beginning to pick up a bit of traction now. It's very in-depth. It's a very informed read about the club's finances and the club's chances of, of signing Timo Werner. It, it, there's a lot to sum up there, Matt, but if you could give us a go. Yeah, it's, uh, as you say, a, a very detailed piece. I think sort of the, the, the top line really is that, that Timo Werner is maybe unlikely to come in this summer just because of, of uh, coronavirus and, and the uncertainty. But, you know, as James has written, it, it was only ever a case of fine tuning for Liverpool this summer. They weren't going to go out and, and buy, you know, wholesale players and, and, and make huge changes. Only Gini Wijnaldum is, is not on a long term deal. The rest of the players are, are happy. You know, obviously we've seen. In the past, rumours of, of Mane or Salah potentially being linked elsewhere, but you've not really seen that heading into this summer. Um, you know, James does say that the Timo Werner was a target. He was the ideal price and, and style. He's been scouted for, for sort of four or five years now. But you know, Liverpool are not desperate to, to bring any players in, and they won't take any risks if you know the, the finances are not right and it's not the right time. And they can wait and potentially do that in future. So. You know, the, the fact that the African Cup of Nations is next season is, is a slight concern, but, you know, there's a good chance, I think, that that could get cancelled because of, the, you know, the, the travel restrictions and that sort of thing that are going to be in place now for, for some time, I think. And, you know, Liverpool, as I say, they're not going to take any unnecessary risks. There's a sort of fear now that, that fans won't be in the stadium next season. That could be, you know, if, if there's no fans at all for the entirety of next season, that would be around about an £84 million loss for Liverpool. Obviously, club record merchandise sales as well were expected after a Premier League win. Those sort of financial profits will, will now be lessened. Pre-season as well, as I said before, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Again, that's a very lucrative sort of, uh, sort of exercise. Obviously, it's first and foremost about getting the players fit for next season, but... You know, these tours of, of wherever are very financially rewarding as well. So that's now uncertain. And of course, you've got the fact that Harry Wilson, Marco Gruitch, Zed and Shakiri, you know, they, they might go for, for big money um, at some stage, but it seems unlikely that Liverpool will get the same fee that they would have been expecting for those three players. So the, the Timo Werner deal, for all of those reasons, it's not off, but I think Liverpool would probably want a little bit more time to make an informed decision on this and you know that they've sold the club now to him I think it's just a case of and will it happen this year or, or will it happen next year indeed it is a really good piece if you're an athletic subscriber have a read of that uh, but there's plenty of good stuff on the Liverpool Echoes website I'm not just saying that of course there is plenty of good stuff on the Liverpool Echoes website and in the past week we've Paul Ghost has been all over the Nike New Balance kit kind of story and I was just looking on our archives then it was yeah it was from a week ago basically where there's an article saying Nike to take back seaters lucrative Liverpool future awaits beyond New, da- New Balance deal and it's kind of like a, a story that's been followed up by the Daily Mail today Matt Hughes has written that Liverpool will still be wearing the current New Balance kit after that date and and for the rest of the season and crucially the moment they lift the Premier League title as I say Paul Gorst our Liverpool FC correspondent has really been leading the way with this story but the mail have followed now Yeah absolutely that story coming out as you say from Matt Hughes basically 
saying that that New Balance will wear Liverpool's kit, uh, or Liverpool will wear New Balance's kit, I should say, for for lifting this Premier League title, which, as you say, Paul Gorsted had written, and we we understood that now for for a few weeks that has been the case. But yeah, the the Daily Mail just sort of adds that you know that a financial settlement with Nike has been agreed because, of course, those dates that they were supposed to be Liverpool's kit manufacturer have now been altered, but. To be honest, I think this is just the sort of sensible and, and honourable thing to do. I think it would have looked very bad if, if Nike had kicked up a fuss, obviously having already been in court with New Balance to get this kit deal in the first place. You know, to, to go back and, and sort of you know, do something like that would have probably not been the best thing for them PR-wise. So, yeah, it, look, the, the Nike deal was agreed. You know, the, the financial terms of that were agreed on the basis that Liverpool's season would have been finished and that would have started next year. So I don't think Nike particularly lose out at all on on what they agreed uh, in the first place. The fact that Liverpool are are now probably, well, certainly closer to being Premier League champions than what they were when that deal took place is probably a good thing for Nike. And, you know, it it would have been a case of them taking advantage, really, of of the coronavirus situation had they kicked up a fuss and... Yeah, it certainly seems like that isn't going to be the case. And, you know, there's, there's lots of things to, to smooth over before next season begins. But it seems that, that this one is out of the way now. Just a final one before I let you go, Matt. The Culture Secretary, Oliver Dowden, confirmed last night that the government is still hoping that the Premier League will presume, will resume, I should say, behind closed doors in the middle of June. And he also had an update regarding where matches could be broadcast. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it seems like the government are, are pushing for games to be on television in the UK for free. Uh, certainly that 3pm blackout, it seems, is, is going to be removed because of the coronavirus situation. And, you know, I don't think they really have too much other choice. If, if fans are not going to be allowed in stadiums, there needs to be some way of, of supporters being able to watch their teams. And I think the, the sensible thing is to, to offer that for free, whether that's through the BBC or, or somewhere else. I think that seems to be the likely case. And it's an idea that's sort of been floated about now for, for a few weeks, but it seems like some progress is being made there. And of course, with the, the Premier League's hopeful return in, in around a month or so's time, I think it's, it is the right time to be discussing that sort of thing and, and getting those details into place. So, yeah, I think it's uh, about time as well that, fans were, were able to watch 3pm games in the UK. Obviously, fans all over the world can watch those matches, so it does seem a little bit unfair at times that the English supporters can't do the same thing when matches are at 3pm on a Saturday. So, you know, whether this is uh, something that, that continues going forward, I'm not too sure. I, I think the blackout will probably come back once fans are allowed back into stadiums again, but certainly for the time being, it's uh, a positive and you know, for, for those games to be put on for free is, is not something that we should take for granted. I think it is the right thing to do, but certainly in the, the current climate, it's it's not something that the government has to push for. So, yeah, I think we, we should give them credit there, to be fair. Thanks, Matt, for joining me, and thanks for everyone for listening, whether you're at work, home, or wherever you are. I'll just leave you with this thought. On this day in 2017, Liverpool beat Middlesbrough 3-0 at Anfield to secure Champions League football on the final day of Jurgen Klopp's first full season in charge. The rest, as they say, is history. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.